We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the Game Show Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Jonathan Motney. And I'm here with my big bro and little bro at the same time, John Baker. All right. I can't do that for more than 30 seconds. I could do an entire podcast. Really? Oh, for sure. All right. Next time. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to be talking about some of the serious issues facing our country today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Socialism. Love. Illegal immigration. Right. Borders. Um, the, sh- the the borders the actual um, company. The bookstore. The yes. bookstore. Yes. Uh, why did it go out of business? What happened to it? Yeah. Why why Barnes & Noble? Uh, because, oh, why Barnes & Noble? Well, yeah, why'd they survive and borders couldn't? I think that Barnes & Noble was more recognizable because when people brought up the borders, they started they strayed from that. They're like, Ooh, it was I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the borders. I don't want to talk you know, about borders. It's not, that's not proper office conversation. Yeah, I don't. I don't care where you get. Talk, about, talk to your uncle at Thanksgiving. I'm about not going to ask you why you keep going to the border to get and you bring back books. I don't understand how that works. Um, same thing with the Best Buy and Circuit City, right? Kind of two of the same stores, and one of them just is still going, and one of them disappeared. Hey, hey, man. The economy is a funny thing. Hey, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The economy <laughs> of love. Ooh. Um, hey, question for you. Yeah. How come you never tell me you love me? I try to tell you every chance I get. Why do guys not say I love you? That's what we're going to be diving into today. Okay, good. Yeah. The serious issues. Yeah. So before we get into all the love, we do have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know, they they love paying the bills, you know. They love paying our so bills. So in exchange for money, we give them our love. Oh, yeah. Right? So we're kind of whores. Oh, we're very much whores, okay. just to be clear. Not cool. kind of. Um, so, yeah. You know what I really miss? What's that? The good old days. This is one hell of a coincidence, then, because our sponsor today, Flash Into the Past, can help you relive those days. You mean it. So I can go back to... I don't know how I'm supposed to deliver that line. <laughs> Is it a question mark instead of an exclamation? You mean it? Uh, no, just read it you with an exclamation it. point. You mean it! <laughs> so can I go back to that time when I held onto your car while riding a skateboard, fell off, and nearly died? Yep. And that time, you, me, and Jeremy unknowingly sat in the drill team section at a high school football game as grown men five years removed from high school age? Mm-hmm. What about that time I made everyone wait in the TGI Fridays parking lot while I destroyed one of the bathroom stalls with a hot, hot, steamy caca poo-poo? You seem to want to relive very specific memories. So how does it work? First, you submit a very detailed recollection of your memory. Their team scripts out your reliving of the memory with sounds, smells, and tastes that correlate with your recollection. You slap on the VR goggles, and everything from that experience comes rushing back. Very cool. Come on down, listeners will receive a free consultation when they use the code Come On Down Memory Lane at their website, www.flashintothepast.com. Flash into the past. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. Oh, whoa. Well, it's crazy. All of those things that they put in the script. I know. Are actual things that happened to Isn't us. Isn't that weird? I do remember that hot, hot, steamy caca poo-poo <laughs> at TGI Fridays. <laughs> that was, I think, the same exact night. That we got a Frisbee stuck on top of the 99 cents only store. That's the same night? Uh-huh. But, but I think, wasn't it also the same night that you played Bright Eyes? Yes, so that was the that was the week that um, Bright Eyes released um, "I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning" and "Digital Ash and a Digital Urn," and Jeremy, uh, our friend, and I drove to the the record store, uh, like CD World or whatever. Yep, and and 
picked it up and and kind of drove around listening to it and we're like wow this is you were like this is so fucking this is fucking awesome we're going to a birthday party and it's gonna be a really really (laughs) really really nice time close and they're dying they're dying they are dying yes they're crashing in a plane um so yeah that wow love to relive those memories thank you to flash to the past flash into the flash into the past dot com which I'm kind of interested to see what's on that website. Yeah, I'll check it out while you start. So today, we're going to be talking about one of the most important things in the world. Heart. Nope. I would say no. Oh, you mean Game love. shows. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's yeah, we are, about. Dude, we're vibing on the same exact level. Today, we're talking about love connection. Which is... Um, if you're not familiar, one of the worst shows that ever aired. <laughs> we usually do that at the end. Oh, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> that ever aired for 2,120 episodes, by the way. Holy shit. You're struggling to spell flashintothepast.com. My brain right doesn't work on two different things at the same time. You're Chill like a, out, you're dude. You're like a woman. Um, That's something I would hear in the show Love Connection. <laughs> You're like a woman. You're like a hey, woman. Hey, it's available. <sighs> All right. Um, anyway, so this show, Love Connection, it aired, I, I believe, entirely in syndication mm-hmm. from 1983 to 1994. Mm. Like I mentioned, 2,100. This was in 83? 83 to 94. I 100% thought this was in the 70s or 60s. Oh, no. Didn't start until 83. Oh, no. Um, like I said, 2120 episodes, mm-hmm. which is a lot uh, because that's basically uh, 200 episodes a year over that time frame. This was uh, one of the daily syndicated, like, every day you're getting your love connections. So they're busting out, like, 10 of these suckers every time they're filming. Oh uh, yeah, probably, probably like four or five. I would guess. Oh my gosh! So this was hosted by Chuck Woolery, and great name. We've mentioned Chuck Woolery on the program before, uh, because we we've done an episode on Wheel of Fortune. He was the original host of Wheel of Fortune. Was it when there was a there was a, a shopping a shopping section? Se- yeah, and, okay. and all that stuff. Yeah. So from 1976 to 81, I think he was the host of Wheel of Fortune. And then he wanted more money. And they said, let's get this Pat Sajak guy instead. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't have that job anymore. He's most known, I think, as a game show host, though. Like I said, he hosted Wheel of Fortune. He hosted Love Connection. He hosted um, Scrabble, a Scrabble game show. He would just come over to people's houses and, and just narrate in. what was happening okay. in their Scrabble games. Um, and then even into like the 2000s, he, w- he would host game shows here and there, like as the game show network was burgeoning and and everybody was trying to um ride on the coattails of the who wants to be a millionaire phenomena dude he priced himself out of the market they were like we can afford <clears throat> chuck woolery for about two episodes yeah and then we got to bring him past Asia. and then <laughs> <laughs> the pinch hit it's a batman robin situation yeah so he i i looked at more into chuck woolery just because he's a seemed like an interesting guy mm-hmm uh, you know, he he knows what he's worth, and it's more than Wheel of Fortune was willing to pay him in 1981. Yeah. He previously was like a, a country singer before getting into the television. And we'll play some clips of him singing right here. No. Um, oh, okay. Because of copyright strikes, we don't want to... Dude, we can do 15 seconds of it. Okay. Howdy, y'all. It's Chuck Woolery Truck Pickup. That was it. That was one that of his was top songs. He wasn't very successful as a country singer. Yeah, and also that was the entire song. <laughs> that, that, that's why he wasn't very successful. <laughs> he had a couple ideas, and then that was that was he. He was ahead of his time because, you know, in about 100 years, songs are going to be maybe 20 seconds long. Aren't Lil Nas X songs already that? I don't know. Are they? I don't know. I only know the Old Town Road one. Right. Which sounds like a joke song that I would have made as a joke and became incredibly popular. <laughs> um, so I'm so un unhip. That's fine. The kids, I mean, it just happens, you know. The kids are not going to be happy with that. So uh, Chuck Woolery was married four times to the same woman. No. Oh, four different. Got it. He kept trading up um, when the he hit uh, the maximum mileage. <laughs> 
you would trade her in for a, for a new model. Um, and according to his Wikipedia page, he has at least five children. <laughs> I thought that was really how funny. How do you even... I wanted to highlight it. How do you even uh, say that? <laughs> four four, four uh, wives and at least five children. I guess that's more appropriate to say than, I fucked a lot. <laughs> and at least one of them is dead. It was also mentioned on there. Oh. Yeah. So... How do you so feel that's, now? How do you feel about your jokes, your funny ha-has now? So does that so he said I have at least five children. The, yeah, it was it was in an interview with uh, <laughs> National Geographic and and they were like, Oh, so tell us about your family. He said, Well, I have at least five children. Who knows after that? So how know? many how many kids do you have, Chuck? Define kids. I fuck a lot and condoms do not provide the same sensation. <laughs> That was uh, Chuck, a real man's man. That was in an interview with um, Church Camp Weekly. Um, Church Camp Weekly. Yeah. Do you subscribe? What's the? What are some of the things that are in that magazine? Uh, Church Camp reviews mostly. Okay, so there, I think there's like five different types of major church camps. So is it five? 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 You'd be surprised at how many church camps there are. You be surprised. Our friend Fran, name two, name two yeah. church camps. Yeah, I don't know. I don't subscribe. Pine Cove. Okay, you did it. Well, I I only did one. Pine and Cove. <laughs> um, our friend Fran, who it was his aspiration in life to open up a church camp mm-hmm. because he said, um, "Think of the tax breaks you would get," and also he had the amazing foresight and deep business knowledge to know that it's not really church camp. It's sex education. It's sex camp. education. Um, I don't know. I never went to church camp and I never had sex. They were really fun. They were really fun. How much sex did you have? Oh, zero of the okay. sex. All right. There was a point when me and my friend, we were in like seventh grade uh-huh. and there were two girls that we both kind of liked. And they nice. sat behind us in the bus ride there. Nice. Do you remember the adrenaline rush of bus rides as a child? Uh, no, not really. You you had like freedom. There was like the politics that was happening. About about where you're sitting. It was yeah. kind of like Rosa Parks. Cor- correct. Yep. It was like that. It was exactly like Rosa So were Parks. they sitting behind you because they were black girls? Nope, they were not. Um, okay. So they, we... We're talking to them, and they were like, "It got, of course, it got on the the topic of kissing." Oh, and yeah. they're like, "Have you guys kissed anybody?" And we we're like, "No, not yet." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "We can be your first kisses at camp if you want." Whoa, sluts! And I ruined it <laughs> because I could I'm not I'm so just surprised. like calm the. You fuck couldn't be down. cool about that, not at all. So dude. when are we gonna kiss? Where 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 do you think the kissing location? I wouldn't will stop be? talking about it. It I so when we made kiss, them so uncomfortable. <laughs> And and I ruined it. I don't think he got the kiss either. So wow, I, you're cock blocked. Yeah. You kiss blocked. Hardcore. I kiss blocked. You hardcore kiss blocked. One time, um, I went to eighth grade field trip to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. to see the stuff in Washington D.C. Right. Like trying to find the map on the back of the Declaration of Independence or and whatever. You're trying to go see a, a Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, just see what she's up to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And there, there was this game that was like a, a game amongst the youth. Of, okay. It was called Nervous. Oh, God. And you would, you know, touch somebody and then say, are you nervous? And then, <laughs> and then if they said no, you would like move your hands closer to their private parts. And I remember there, like on the bus there, there was this girl and we were playing the nervous game. And let me tell you, she did not get nervous. But did you? I was very nervous. <laughs> I was very nervous. And I'd, I'd be like, are you nervous? And she's like, no. And then I'd move my hand one half of a millimeter. <laughs> are, you, are you nervous? And then all of a sudden my hands are inside of her pants. And she's like, no, I don't get nervous. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't <laughs> and get nervous. What is happening? Oh my god. I don't Yeah, that didn't happen at church or anything, but I don't know what God would think about that. I mean, God probably was like 
Yeah, this bitch doesn't get nervous. You're, <laughs> you're screwed, dude. Yeah, man. You got to go for it. You got to fuck her on the bus now. <laughs> that, so that was a love connection. Um, so Chuck Woolery, uh, last year, I want to get this uh, podcast taken off of YouTube. He um, tweeted some stuff about the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to it being, uh, what was it, a Democrat hoax? Okay. Um, and then um, our president at the time, whatever, whoever that guy was, he uh, retweeted it. Retweeted it? Retweeted Chuck Woolery. And then uh, two days later, uh, Chuck Woolery um, announced that his son was in the hospital with COVID-19. Oh, no. And he got better. He wasn't the Chuck one who got died. Better? Yeah. Oh. No, the son. Uh, and and so then he, uh, I don't know if he like apologized or what for for what he had said two days prior. I mean, you have to. Uh, or you or, just or, you, or his son was just in on the hoax. Or you d- <laughs> you double down and you're like, yeah, you know what I did see? I saw him watching parts of the DNC. And through the television, mm-hmm. some of the COVID came through the speakers, actually. And that's how he got it. <laughs> that makes sense. So, yes, he got COVID. That was kind of the plot of Wonder Woman 1984, by the way. I don't know if you saw that one. No. Don't. That was it? Mind control through TVs? Yeah, it was. Well, it was uh, wish granting through TVs. Okay. So it was make a wish, but. Yeah, it, it was only for kids with cancer. <laughs> um and on love connection chuck woolery he that that's where he created his his famous catchphrase that you know are you nervous (laughs) uh it was we'll be back in two and two two minutes of commercials and two seconds oh two minutes and two seconds apparently that was the standard time of a commercial break because it was two minutes for commercials and two seconds for fade-ins and fade-outs. Got it. <clears throat> and so that was something that he took to like every freaking show that he did after that. We'll be back in two and two when it went to commercial break. Even if the commercial break was at two minutes and two seconds? Yeah, he would just straight up lie to you. He, he was known as a, being a big liar. Chuck Woolery has been sued over 700 times. <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> so love connection what if he has six kids and he just hates one <laughs> so he just says at least five all the and time. <laughs> i want you to feel how much i hate you every time i'm interviewed that kid knows which one he's talking about <laughs> um the way that love connection worked was there were like two contestants per episode mm-hmm. and they had quote a videotape library of more than 1,000 single and attractive people. Whoa. And they would present the contestant before the show, not on TV or any shit like that. Right. They would present the contestant with three of those videotapes from their library of 1,000 single and attractive <laughs> people. And it's not the kind of videotapes of 1,000 single and attractive people that you're that, interested in. Right, correct. Um, they're just regular talking head interview type things. And I guess they also have like a, a profile on the person that, you know, they have to fill out some information about you mm-hmm. or whatever. And based on those three videos, um, the contestant chooses which one they want to go on a date with. Mm-hmm. And now back in the game show, the contestant is introduced after having already chosen one of these people to go on a date and having gone on the date with them. Mm-hmm. We don't know who they chose at this point, though. We do not. And so here's where the fun part comes in. Before you go in, can I... Are you about to talk about they play clips? Yes. Okay. I have three quotes I'd like to talk about, so just whenever... Thank you. Okay. So they bring them out, and then they... In, so they introduce us to the contestant, kind of a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they show clips from each of the three potential suitors yes um and they they show those clips and then the weird part of the show in my opinion i think it already happened okay there's a lot of weird parts yeah 
But one of the weirder parts of the show, in terms of them forcing this into being somewhat of a game show, <laughs> is once they show those three, the audience, the studio audience, then votes on who they think would be a good match for this person, who they think is the best match for this person of those three people, of the 20-second clips of those three people and the 45-second introduction of the one person here, which one the audience thinks would be the best match. Right. And in those videos, this is a transition to you. Uh, Some of the fun, fun things that I wrote down, uh, this was from just one episode. They were introducing, the contestant was a man, they were introducing three different women. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read the three quotes that I wrote down from either women. First one. So one per woman. One per woman. Okay, thank you. I hate being as big as I am. I would love to be 110 pounds, but it's not going to be so. I try and stay at a certain level, above or below five pounds, so I never get too big. Okay. Next. Men don't know how to handle their feelings. I like how guys change it around when they do something wrong and they dump it on you like it's your fault. Next. First thing I notice is a great smile. Also, a man that asks me a lot of questions. I like a man that's real interested. Which one do you think he chose? I would go with three personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because <laughs> the first one uh, talked about her weight the whole time. Uh-huh. The second one doesn't like men. Right. Uh, and the third one seemed like a normal person. <laughs> Yeah, that that seems like a pretty easy choice to me. But what did the audience I want to see the rest of those videos. Like, <laughs> right? I'm wondering if they were just like, oh, this is a weird thing. Let's pull this out. Yeah. Let's make this or person like, look weird. This is the best. This is the most normal thing they said. What if it was <laughs> yeah, that? It's true. Like, yeah, I guess the bit where she's talking about the her being fat is better than the part where she talks about how she comes from a secret alien race <laughs> that has colonized the earth. Um. Yeah, so the audience votes. We don't get a reveal of the audience vote, but then... Not yet. Not yet. But then the contestant reveals who they chose. Mm -hmm. Once they do that, now that person is like backstage on a camera, kind of like... Similar um, to Maury. I was about to say like Maury. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I was going to say. And the person sitting on the couch with Chuck... And the person on the camera in the back are like simultaneously interviewed about the date and how did the date go? That already and, happened, right? And what did you do? And they on were the stressed date? not to talk to each other after the date that's, ended. That's correct. Between the end of the date and this taping, they were not allowed to talk to each other. And it no, was no, weird no, 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 no. because it was a six-month break between the <laughs> yeah. date. And this. Like, All right. So do you want a second date? I'm married now. I have <laughs> at least five children with my wife. You know who you are, Mr. Six. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're not supposed to talk to each other at all. Um, and so they they discuss the date, I guess, for the first time now. Weird. And we get to hear all about what they did on their date. Like, I, I watched one episode where it was this guy who'd been divorced three times. Um, I don't know at least how many children he had, but... <laughs> And and a woman who had been divorced once, I think. Um, so they both they're both familiar with what uh, bad marriages are like. Um, and and they talked about oh, so what 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 was your date? What did you do? And the guy said, um, "Well, I wanted to book a weekend in Palm Springs." Just to be clear, for their first the first time meeting. Yeah, worse than going to. Uh, the state fair, by the way, <laughs> way worse. And so uh, she apparently couldn't get off work for the whole weekend. Yeah. So then she suggested um, that they go on a date to this uh, like nudist colony. So they did. Wow. Uh, they went to like a, a, a nudist retreat or a, a nudist camp. They kept calling it a nudist camp. Or at least Chuck Woolery did. So it was like church camp. It was just like church camp, exactly. Um, So they went to a nudist camp. And then... And this was the only one that I saw, at least. There were 2,120 of these. Mm -hmm. So who knows uh, what happened in some of the other episodes. But this was the only one that I saw where it got uh, intimate. Like the, the discussion... 
Well, they were naked. Well, first of all, one of the first main things when he introduced himself was that he likes, uh, like the two things that he likes in a woman are, um, like a, a good smile or like a, a happy personality or something like that. Mm -hmm. And a great butt. Yeah. I was just going to say like, what do you want in a woman? Yeah. Great smile and some nice titties. Yeah. And, and. Chuck Woolery was like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, I mean, you know, like some guys like breasts. I like butts. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be more clear than yeah. what I just said to you. Yeah. So, um, and then he. And was, I want at least two, two cheeks yeah. on a butt. And, and then the, they were like, he was like, so, so why did you pick Catherine? And he's like, well, um, it wasn't in the video here, but also in her profile, she said that she liked butts. <laughs> <laughs> and, but what, why would. It matter if she likes. I don't know. Maybe maybe he knows he has a good he, butt. He, maybe he thought that meant like, oh well, if if she is into butts, maybe that means she has a good butt too. Maybe she wants people to be into butts. Okay. Um, and so it was like, so okay, so tell us about your date. And like immediately, he's like, yeah. So we went to you know the the nudist camp, and then you know I booked a hotel down by the beach because. Who, you, you don't know where, where this is going to go uh, at this point. And then, you know, so we went to the hotel. We were we were in the hotel room for a couple hours. And then we went out and we got dinner. And then we came back to the hotel and we were in the hotel room for another couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> like Chuck Willery was like, uh, okay. <laughs> we'll be back in a two and four because I need two seconds to calm down. Yeah. Um. So, so like I said, that it got uh, you know without getting too specific into the details, it, he made it quite clear what was going on on this date, and I respect him for it, and I respect her for it. I initially thought, whoa, that's forward that this guy booked a hotel. But if your first date, and you know your first date is at mm -hmm. a nudist camp, not that forward. Maybe still a little forward. I don't think so. If you are going to a nudist camp and you are comfortable with your assets, uh huh. It's probably going to lead to two hours in a hotel room. But like you can look, but you can't touch. If you touch it, ama. But that's what I'm saying. Start some drama. When you get the hotel no, room, no. that's when the touching starts. No drama. <laughs> I don't want drama either. What the fuck? Why do you keep singing about drama? <laughs> I don't know. Ferg, ask Fergie. Um, so, so yeah, that was funny. Um, they, I, there was another one. And again, this is the 80s. This is a different time. Not that different. I noticed that sometimes there were people of different races on the show okay. as contestants, which and this I is, applaud them for their This is your realization. This show was your realization that there are different races in the world? <laughs> yeah. This is your first time seeing it? I was like, it? holy shit. Um, and did I tell you uh, when I was a young boy, uh, my grandma took me to the mall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm white. Right. And so is my family. Mm -hmm. And I was like pretty young. I didn't know that many people. You didn't do a reverse blindside situation. No. So this was like before I was in school or anything. And my grandma took me to the mall. Mm -hmm. And there was a uh, black woman mm -hmm. at the mall, mm -hmm. like, you know, walking through the, I don't know, what do you call it? A hallway? In the, what's, what's, the, no. what's that area of the mall called? Um, the non-story the mezzanine the mezzanine i think that's only upstairs oh, okay um anyway walking through the mall right and i i think my grandma was like pushing me in a stroller or whatever and i yelled look grandma oprah <laughs> but hold on follow a question and it was oprah <laughs> oh my god it gosh. was oprah that's there she was that could have been very roosevelt field mall that could have been very inappropriate <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't oprah no it turns out it wasn't it was oh, not no. oprah on further reflection uh but anyway did your grandma like get really excited <laughs> she, she like, like didn't see it first and she's like what <gasps> oh oh no he's just racist sorry and so then that. she was excited about that uh, <laughs> so um there, yeah. So there, there are some people of different races on here, and I tended to notice uh -oh. that all of their potential matches were always the same race as them. Wow! Like I didn't see any white contestants that had, uh, you know, Asian people popping up. And they didn't get to choose these, right? The show chose which three profiles right. to send to them. Oh no! And you know, there's black people, and as always, black people that they were matched with. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we were ready 
yet to talk about a black and a white person going to a nudist camp together. <laughs> so uh, we just hadn't gotten to that point in our country yet. This, these are the Reagan years, remember? Right. Uh, so, yeah, now that would be, I think, problematic. But then it would be problematic uh, the other way. Like now, if you're like if you had a, a white contestant and you didn't only show them black people to match with, you'd get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you And show, then the white person, the white contestant's like, is um, I don't know how to ask this. Is it racist for me to <laughs> ask? Is that Oprah? Um, where do white people at? <laughs> um yeah, and so, but then I feel like you would probably be canceled if you tried to match a black person with a white person. I would say it. You can't win. Right. You can't win. Yeah. Um. Well, you could kind of learn. You know where you can win? On Love Connection. On Oprah's show. Oh, I wish she still had a show. Yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, so that so I thought that part was a little a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. A little bit awkward. Oh yeah, that was only a little bit awkward. Yeah. Well, luckily, the rest of the show was not awkward yeah. at all. So so after we hear about the date, they kind of tell us, you know, how the date went and things like that. And so like the nudist camp date and hotel sounds like it went well. Sounds, sounds like a good sure. date. That was not always true and maybe not even often true. It I'm was... glad you said that because on one of the episodes I watched... The woman was asked, what were your first impressions of whatever his name Shorter was? Shorter than I thought. She said fat and 40. Oh, no. Fat and 40. The weird thing is she was 53 and weighed 423 pounds. <laughs> it, apparently, the date went like this. He took her to his family's restaurant, had dinner with his nephew. Ooh. It was him, his nephew, and this girl... They talked about family affairs the entire time. Somebody had recently bought a racehorse that they talked about. And then he took her back to his place, which she described as just a very stereotypical area in California where recently divorced men go to live. Mm. And he said, she said that he called her a great kid, but he was looking for someone that was more of a a woman. Oh. So neither of them liked each other, at least. They went on a second date. What? <laughs> no. Holy shit! Because so so you go on you go on the date. You talk about the date on the show, and then they reveal the ever important yes audience vote. Okay, and this comes into play how minorly. Um, so <laughs> the, the way that the audience vote comes into play is if. You chose the same person the audience thought you should choose based on all the information they had, which was a lot. Which was 12 seconds. Um, then you could get... So the, the show paid for your first date. Okay, great. That if, you, if you chose the same person, you could go on a second date at the show's expense as well. Okay. But if the audience chose a different person than you did... You could say, oh, do you want to go with the audience's love connection and get a second date with that person on the house? No, because I didn't pick that person first time. (laughs) Hey, man, it's a free date. (laughs) Who doesn't want a free cheeseburger? Yeah. Yeah, so even if, like, you had a good date and the audience chose somebody else, they would be like, all right, do you want to stick with Karen or do you want to maybe go with Marianne on a, on a second date for free? You're an idiot if you choose the other First of all, first dates are so hard and sometimes void of depth. You've mm-hmm. already crossed that barrier with the first person and you're able to move on from that situation. Try the sec- go on the second date. That's when start stuff starts to get heavy. You start talking about politics and dreams and nightmares. So, so and you, stuff that happened to you when you were a kid. So your advice to all the kids out there, all the single people out there, yeah. is just settle because it's easier. No, not settle. Just settle because that's what you said. You've 
That's what you said. Already you did, I think. experienced a a connection with this person, and it was good. Why not foster that and see where it goes? Have a cookie eating contest on your third date. <laughs> see where it goes. All right, yeah, I guess that's fair. And then um, the last segment of the show. Oh, uh, there's more. There's more. Okay. Was why not? Is a previous contestant returns and tells us about a second date that they had, whether that be with the same person they went on a first date with. Yeah. Or if they were like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'll just go with what the audience said. The first one, I can't pick them, it turns out. So I'll go with what the audience said. I don't trust my own intuition. So they'll talk about how their second date went or this this second date went. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no audience involvement there because it's already done it's already over it doesn't matter sure um i don't know i I just don't get the audience thing in general i guess the audience vote i think what happened is the producers were like we have too much cash we gotta pay we gotta give it away to pay for these dates how do we get them another date on top of this how do we give them another one hundred dollars yes Hey, a hundred dollars in nineteen eighty was like six thousand dollars. I think that I think they got a hundred dollars for for the date. Okay, and I'm, so that's funny that that one guy went to his family's restaurant. So he was like, "Here's," <laughs> and hey, he just pocketed it. <laughs> Here's hundred bucks, Dad. Well, uh, the I watched one where a woman who was the the back for the second date person at the end of the show. Okay, um, and she said she was. The guy, so the guy that the audience chose for her, I guess, was an exotic dancer. Oh, a male exotic dancer, uh, because there was also no gay stuff on this show because that wasn't. Well, what, nobody was gay in the eighties. Nobody you know was that? gay in the eighties. Uh, there was a gay joke that I saw in there, though. What'd they say? Uh, I hope he dies of AIDS or something like that. That. What was the setup to that? <laughs> it was. What did you think of Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, somebody was like, I didn't know if he was not interested or married or gay or what. Um, and Chuck was like, <laughs> gay, what's that word? Yeah. Gay. I'm yeah. at least gay. <laughs> been, I've been with at least five guys. Um, so she, she came back on and she was talking about how she was nervous to meet up with this exotic dancer. Cause they kept playing that game. Yes, exactly. And so before the date, she went and uh, to take the edge off, bought a bunch of alcohol. So then she didn't have the the money for the date anymore. And so she like took him to a really cheap, (laughs) cheap date. Oh, no. Because she had like spent it getting drunk before the date. Um, And he was like, yeah, it was like very weird it was like it was super cheap i knew that like the show was paying for us and she's taking me to these shitty cheap places <laughs> it was really confusing like da, da, da. and she was like yeah i was so nervous it was awful and blah blah blah. and the end chuck's like so what do you guys say you want to go on a second date and the guy goes all right <laughs> <laughs> dude have a little self-respect Jeez. yeah sure oh uh, it was pretty funny oh wow um, that's the show. Like I said, it went until 1994. Let me tell you this: mm. according to a press release, when the show went off air in 1994, yeah, 31 couples had gotten married that met on Love Connection. Yeah, that makes sense. There were 2,000 episodes, right? So out of 4,240 people, or 4,240 first dates, 31 ended in marriage. Right. So that's a little less than 10%. And at least five children. (laughs) And 30 of the 31 marriages were Chuck Woolery. Do you think that Chuck Woolery was just, he was really bad at math. And so he found from a young age, if he said at least five for the answer, he's like, I'm never wrong. It's not wrong. Uh, Greater than or equal to. Um, Yeah. And then so in 2017... The show was brought back on Fox for two seasons. Mm. And it was hosted by Andy Cohen this time. 
who is at least gay uh, is at least at least gay yeah uh he you know he hosts uh watch what happens live on the bravo network evenings at 11 o'clock or something like that okay he he's also a big producer like he like basically runs the bravo network from what i can tell like all the um real housewives and those types of shows shaws of sunset or whatever sure he, I think, is a producer on all those, and so he's always like the uh, the reunion host man, right? Uh, but he hosted Love Connection, and this was 2017, so this is a more progressive version of Love Connection. We have homosexuals. Yes, we have black people dating white people. No, what? What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was it was more inclusive. Yeah, it was more reflective of our current values as a society. Um, people went on a date to like storm the Capitol together. Um, <laughs> and so and they got married in jail. <laughs> that was one Isn't of that, that cool? was one of the thirty-one. Um, so the they changed it up a little bit in this one. The people went on dates with all three. Okay, and then they had to give like a one to ten score, and the audience also <sighs> gave a one to ten score. But they got five hundred dollars instead of one hundred dollars for the date. That's a that? that's a crazy date. That's a good date, right? I mean, that's that's three hours at a state fair. <laughs> <laughs> this all goes back to one date you had, or one girl that you dated twice, <laughs> um, three times. Sorry, I forgot that the sex date would turn into the cookie Oreo eating date. contest. Correct. Yeah. So five hundred. What would you do with five hundred dollars on a date? If you went on a first date with somebody, where are you going? Um. I guess I'm buying a PS5 and taking them to McDonald's or something. Okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good date. I thought that girl had a good idea on the one, the one I was at. That's what I'm saying, basically. Spend it all on so yourself. So I, I have a quick question that just occurred to me. Yeah. So going back to a previous episode, but a thing that we've discussed 50 times on this episode so far now, when you went on a third date with a woman yeah. and you planned that date to be a cookie eating contest in which you brought an entire box of Oreos. Correct. To see who could eat the most cookies in. What was the time limit, first of all? Do you remember? Uh, it was like five minutes. Okay. So the real question that everybody at home wants to know. Yeah. Double stuff or regular Oreos? No, single single stuff. I'm not a crazy person. You, you can't eat that many double stuff? No. What If you are eating Oreos just to eat an Oreo, mm-hmm. double stuff or regular? Double stuff. Okay, thank you. At least you're fucking regular human being that's why i said i'm not a crazy person yeah i got mad because my wife was like i got you a gift oreos and it was single stuff and i was like get this fucking out of my face can't you just make a double stuff by opening up but two? then i waste half the oreos or twice as many oreos per oreo no you keep all the shells you grind them up and you make like a shake and you sprinkle them on top Ooh. or you make a pie and use it as the crust. All right. Welcome to our new cooking podcast. Yes. Because I'm into all of these ideas. Yes, right here. dude. Uh, but then I do only get half the Oreos per bag in that scenario. That's really hard for you. I That's can, tough. I can feel That's your tough. pain. That's tough. Yeah. I think Erica should take a lesson from this and never buy you gifts. That's probably fair. <laughs> That's probably very reasonable. Uh, also, it wasn't a gift for me. She just bought Oreos at the store, and then she wanted to frame it as she got something for me. So she's smart. Yeah, exactly. I do it all the time. Like uh, when I bought her uh, that Xbox. How did you frame that as it was for her? Oh, I remember you loved. Um, you can watch all your stories watch, on this. Yeah, it's got uh, Watch What Happens Live app. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, love connection. Um, I want to know mm. what was. You've been on dates with people before, right? Yeah, at mm. least five. Yeah, at least five. I think you've been on dates with more people than me. I got married at a younger age than you did. Yeah. What is the worst first date that you've ever had? Okay. So the worst. And hold on. We also have that date in this back in backstage, and we're gonna ask her about it too. Okay, all right. <laughs> wow. Um, I went to Pocket Sandwich Theater. Pocket Sandwich Theater. Explain what that is. To it the is a local theater that puts on uh, like amateur shows. Okay. 
and you are allowed to throw popcorn. It's kind of their thing. They give you a little tub of popcorn, mm-hmm. a little boat of it, and you get to throw it at the stage at the villain. <laughs> okay. And what did you see? What did you see? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember what it was. Okay. But the entire date, the girl talked about how her boss had ordered a small Trump statue okay, and put it on his desk. And the whole time was like, can, can you believe that? Can you believe how somebody would? I, and then she talked about how bad Trump was. And this was the entire show. And I. Like during the play? No, not during the play, like but before, before and after. Okay. And I didn't give her the reaction she was expecting, which was, oh, yeah. Oh, that's. T- oh, God. Yes. Oh, what an idiot. Uh-huh. So she, I think, made assumptions and uh-huh. did not enjoy our time together. Because we couldn't just shit on Trump the entire time. Why would you go on a date then? If you weren't going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that I haven't had any like horrible first dates. What did the audience think? Was she was a good pick? Or? Yeah. So <laughs> the girl next to me is the one they chose. And oh, I was okay. like, yeah, I'll go with this girl. Yeah. So that was, that was not a great first date. No. I mean, what do you suppose? You can't, we didn't talk about each other at all. She just was obsessed with her boss that. No, she talked about uh, what her personality was all about. I mean, yeah, she did. <laughs> and, and I also uh, made my assumptions on my end. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is not going to be a match. Um, I think you have a thing for your boss, to be honest with you. <laughs> and maybe you should explore that. <laughs> How was the play though? The play was fun. All right. Pocket Sandwich Theater does. It's good. It's a it's a fun time. Uh-huh. And anytime you get to throw food legally, I mean that's I didn't get in any food fights when I was a child. So I like to uh-huh. kind of relive and recapture some of those lost opportunities. Smart, smart. I bring my own food and that I'm not allowed at the pocket sandwich <laughs> theater anymore because I brought a pocket sandwich and they oh. told me that was not allowed and I said it's in your fucking that name. Is- that is a bit confusing. Right. So also going back to the church camp where the girl said she would give you your first kiss. Okay, that was my f- worst first date. <laughs> and and you obsessed over it and ruined it and then she uh-huh. never wanted to kiss you or talk to you Correct. again? No, we talked oh. sparingly. Okay. Yeah. One time, well, sorry, this is a detour. One time I uh, went to a church camp with my friend at... Didn't you say you had never been to church camp? <laughs> Did I? At the beginning of this episode. <laughs> well, I went once. All okay, right. Okay. All right. I went uh, to my friend's church camp with him. Okay. This was in like, I don't know, 13 years old, 14 years old. So you're there. in Texas at this point. Yes. Uh, I don't think church camps were in New York. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we went to this church camp and... There was uh, some girl there that, you know, lived in a different city or something. And we, you know, hit it off, Mm. if you will. And this was, you know, before, uh, you know, cell phones and all that stuff. And so I just remember exchanging addresses. And I found like... Not that long. And by not that long, I mean, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 years ago in like the bottom of my dresser drawer at my parents' house, Uh like a letter that she had written me that included like um, a uh, like her school photo (laughs) or whatever, like a like a picture of her. You got your first nudie pic. (laughs) No. Not, not at all. Was she clothed in her school picture? <laughs> uh, no, she went to a nudist school. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I remember uh, that we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't play nervous or anything like that. But she did send me a letter and, <laughs> and a photo. Did you? Had you sent her anything? I don't remember. Wow. Probably not. I kind of had like. Chicks from all over sending me letters, so yeah, I had to, with be, school so, I had to be selective. Thank God you don't have that in your house photos. now, because I hope I do. I, I think the cops would be. I hope, it's, I hope it's still somewhere. Why do you have this letter of, from this girl? Uh, but yeah, sorry. Going back to your church camp, I was just wondering mm. 
was this the same camp that the girl uh, wouldn't kiss you at because you were weird? Uh, was that the same camp that you also told everybody that you were dead and you were a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was You're my still fifth, around. that was my fifth grade trip to Camp Clausen. <laughs> still around Halloween. That was my fifth grade trip to Camp Clausen. Was the was so was the church camp after that? Were you older? Yes, you yeah. were older. You never, uh oh sh- yeah yeah I was. And you never kissed a girl yet? You fucking loser. No, I had not. Uh, my first kiss was 16. Wow. 16 like, years old. Was that at playing spin the bottle at a, 15, at a high school no, play it was at orchestra camp. party? It was at orchestra camp. Orchestra camp? <laughs> yep. How to compare and contrast to church camp? Uh, church camp is more fun because you don't have to wake up and practice for four hours a day. Okay. Yeah. You just have to wake up and pray? For four hours a day. Okay. Yeah. To the, to to the north. Or whatever. To the north or to the east. West. That's where all it is, right? Is he always in no, the west? No, he's our east, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? I don't know. I Don't you pray towards like... Uh, Hold on, I have the fucking... Quran? Yeah, I do have the Quran in here somewhere. Don't you pray towards, I don't know, fucking Bethlehem or whatever? No, that's where the Jesus promised land? Was. That's uh, Jesus. You know where they're fighting over over there? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so you just pray towards the, the I Middle think, East? Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. You, maybe um so it's east for us and it's west for russians what's it called like uh jerusalem i know that's a place you've said that twice now <laughs> no i said bethlehem oh, Beth- <laughs> i don't know dude let me find the quran <laughs> <laughs> which page is it on where they say where you pray to <laughs> i think you're supposed to pray towards like allah is in the desert over there or whatever he's hanging out in the desert <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know how he is yeah uh yeah i don't know i don't that 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 was the only church camp experience that i ever had sounds about right church camp is we played paintball okay that's awesome we didn't do that yeah god was kind of uh works in mysterious ways in that he wants you to play paintball in his name (laughs) i think they were training us for like a new crusades (laughs) oh man but they, they, towards Mecca. Mecca. That's what the word I was thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Because you go on a pilgrimage there as well. Because what? You go on a pilgrimage there. Oh, okay. Like, I I went to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, a, a tour guide that was, like, a... And you ate a whole bunch of local Egyptian food, right? You didn't just go to I did, American... Yeah. Oh, okay. I did go to KFC, but I also... <laughs> yeah. Because it overlooked the pyramids, and there's a light show at the pyramids that you can see from the balcony of the KFC. If anybody hasn't been to the pyramids, that sentence should tell you exactly what that setting is like. He ate at a KFC, which <laughs> overlooked the pyramids. It, yeah, because, listen, you see pictures of the pyramids in books on the internet, and they're just in the middle of a desert. Right. Where but, Allah is. But if you just turn the... Exactly. If you just turn the camera the other way, uh-huh. three feet away is just a massive city. <laughs> Just a huge city right on the backside of that camera that you're looking at there. Wow. It's a real optical illusion. There, Yes, there's desert in one direction behind them, and then there's a shit ton of civilization and yeah. uh, and all the trappings of it right on the other side. And, it's, and, and, and I mean literally across the street. You could literally stand in a KFC and like... Throw a piece of chicken and hit the pyramids. <laughs> close. <laughs> like it's not very far at all. Okay. Um but we had a, a tour guide that worked at like the University of Cairo as a, an Egyptologist. So just a a guy that knows about his home country. Basically, I'm an Americanologist. I was gonna say, do we have Americanologists <laughs> yeah. here? Jeez. Um, well, the problem is all of our history is like recorded, so you don't have to like learn it. Like we're not like I wonder what Benjamin Franklin did. We're like ah, oh, just read all these books that he fucking wrote about what he did. Yeah. Okay. Whereas like in Egypt, stuff happened. 8,000 years ago and where like somebody like stubs their toe in the desert one day and they're like what's this and then they dig it up and they're like holy shit (laughs) this fucking tomb or whatever you're telling me someone stubbed their toe on the sphinx before they dug it out (laughs) yeah when so did you know that's why it broke its nose they used to think that the sphinx was just a head they didn't know that there was all that other stuff below it until one day they like dug and they were like holy there's a fucking like he's a lion what the fuck (laughs) Why is his head on a lion? 
They didn't know, and I'm being serious. So they had to go in and change all the books? Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck, dude. We're the Egyptologists. Get them in here. We got to update these books. But anyway, this guy, he so he lived in Egypt, and he said that he went on the pilgrimage to Mecca, and it's just like you straight up fucking walk there. You walk there from wherever you are. Like Egypt is, I mean, compared to me, Egypt is close to Mecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it was still far enough that I'm very not interested in walking there, especially um, given the climate. And yeah. I don't mean the political climate. I don't want to walk and be stubbing my toe every four feet and responsible for being <laughs> like, oh, my God, I just discovered something else. Yeah, dude. Oh, my. The Sphinx is on stilts. It's a lion on stilts. <laughs> what if what if there is more that we don't know about yet underneath there? <laughs> so there's so there's like a guy that's the director of these digs. And so what? He's just like, that's good enough. No, no, no. That's the <laughs> well, I think the head was still there, like all. And they just assumed like. Yep, the, here's where they made that head statue mm-hmm. in the desert next mm-hmm. to the Giza pyramids. It's our Easter Island. Exactly. But, it no, it's fun. Like, you you like joke about that stuff. But when I was in uh, Rome, mm-hmm. where it's also, they also have a lot of old shit, mm-hmm. um, they were saying that because of the amount of money that it costs to uh, excavate all of these sites and... Uh, you know, pre- pre- preserve preserve mm-hmm. all the stuff. They would routinely like find something buried under the ground, and be like, "Hey, we found this thing. It looks like there's like a fucking building here or something. Uh, can we dig it up?" And the government's like, "We don't have money for that." And they'd be like, "Okay, well, just know it's here." And then they would just put the dirt back on top of it because. <laughs> The earth is going to preserve it better than if they, like, left it exposed. Wow. And that's, like, a routine thing where they're like, we don't have the money for that right now. We've got to just leave it buried here. So there is a part in the Rome budget that is just digging, digging shit, up. shit up. Wow. Yeah. there. I went to, um like, a... A church, like a medieval church camp. Rome. You went to another church camp, <laughs> a medieval church camp <laughs> in Rome, and it was like when the time period that I was there, it was like this place is open from March to October of this year, and then it's going away because like we don't have the money to keep like preserving this and like let people walk through here and make it not collapse or whatever. Hey, here's an idea: throw up a gift shop. <laughs> You know what? It Make might have, some it, money. It might have worked. And th- see, that was the, that place was interesting because uh, you know that guy who you know, you remember Hitler. Mm-hmm. So there was this guy in Italy called Mussolini. He was right. kind of like uh, the Italian Hitler. Yeah, Hitler with a funnier accent because <laughs> Hitler was hey Hitler had a scary accent. Yeah, I agree. Mussolini had a funnier accent, so uh, he perceived like. Um, you know, these guys get off on, like, strength. Like, they really just, like, jerk off on being strong. <laughs> uh, and so he perceived, like, you know, when Caesar was the ruler of Rome and stuff, that time was, like, all great and everything. Mm-hmm. And then when the Renaissance happened and, like, Leonardo was just, like, carving out naked ladies out of stone and shit and some dudes with big hung dicks. I don't That was also a good time of strength for <laughs> Italy. But... Like the the medieval period or the Middle Ages, you know, kind of where just like not, nothing happened in the fucking just world. Just lots of torture. Where we just like turned off the lights for 600 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he perceived that as like, fuck that. Yeah, no, we, we, we were not cool then. That was some that was some pussy ass shit we were doing then. Yeah. So um, he had everything that still existed from the uh, Middle Ages in Italy destroyed. Mm-hmm. Just like if there were buildings that were you know 1200 years old he'd be like fuck that that's stupid kill it yeah and they would just burn them all to the ground and all the artifacts and art destroy them and everything but um this church that was this medieval church there was like before mussolini was in power or whatever there was like an earthquake and it got buried so he didn't know about it so it's like one of the only surviving medieval things in rome because like this 
cockfuck didn't know about it snuck one by him yep but honestly how do you get a phoenix from the ashes whoa so he was just trying to progress <laughs> he was trying to forward quicker flying fly firebirds yeah <laughs> I really I'm sorry. Do you not think Firebirds are cool? <laughs> they are cool. Yeah, right. that Mussolini had some good ideas after all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So love connection. How would you make it better? Oh, so this is so simple. Uh-huh. So first part, you have all three contestants there with, or sorry, all three dates daters uh-huh. there with the contestant. And you have to tell them why specifically you didn't pick them? No. Okay. You have a, the camera crew follow them as they go through different dating scenarios. Um, like dates, you mean? And the host is Roger Lodge. Who's Roger Lodge? And they call it Blind Date. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the host of Blind Date? Yeah. <laughs> so this should... Make my make it better is make it blind date. Make it blind make the date. show blind date. Right. I don't. You and I know from doing improv and sketches. Uh-huh. Audiences don't relate to sketches or improv scenes that talk about things that happened in the past. Nobody cares. You want to show see us it? the action so we can see, see the story develop ourselves. So like. You would want to see this guy, uh, this three-time divorce guy, mm-hmm. just going to the hotel room and like just banging it out with this chick for a couple hours, then going to dinner, then going back to the hotel room and banging it out again. I don't always want to see that, but if that was one of the episodes that happened, I would watch it. I would DVR it. I would watch it. <laughs> I would TiVo it. See, I want them to have to confront all three of them and explain in detail why they didn't choose the other two. <laughs> Okay. And then the audience has to tell them why they didn't choose the other two. Yeah. Exactly. Or which you two have to, the audience has to elect a representative <laughs> to speak on their behalf. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think this was very good. Mm-mm. It's pretty crazy that this lasted for so long. 2,120 episodes to be exact. I think it just goes to show you that our society is just loves voyeurism but but we're not even getting the real voyeurism from but we're still getting part of it yeah we're getting secondhand this was reality tv before reality tv existed that is true that is that that's basically what this was we get behind the scenes of a couple's first date that was kind of foisted upon them because they only had three choices for their first date yeah this was tinder with a more limited scope yeah, this is like you log on to Tinder and you get three matches a day, and it's either. By the way, that girl you went to the pocket sandwich theater with, did you meet her on Tinder? Uh, Bumble or something. So you like chatted beforehand, or Hinge maybe. And so you like you had conversed over the internet and seemed like yeah, but you might like each other, but then you didn't. Well, here's the thing with that: in order to get a date on those sites, you had to move quickly. So. You establish you got a sense of humor. You say this app, I hate using this app. Can I just get your number or I text? I'd rather text. You text and you get the date quickly because you had a very small window of of um, these girls' interest. Yeah, I guess expiration date. They're getting too old. No, overripe. No. I'm just saying you had a small window to get a date. So it, there wasn't a lot of back and forth and getting to know right. this person. It was, we'll do that on the date. Because if they get to know you too well, they're going to be turned off and not want to go on the date. I don't know. I was a great person. I am a <laughs> great <were>. person. <laughs> do you think we could do a dating advice podcast? No. Why not? I don't. You just said I haven't been on a lot of dates. I got married early. Yeah. Okay. And you think I should be giving dating advice? Well, I could do it also. My dating advice would be the same. Just like find one and marry her when you're 25. Yeah, no, I and I agree. Oh, then why didn't you do that? Well, because this worked out better for me <laughs> and I went on a whole bunch of bad dates. I, I couldn't find you one. You have better stories for the podcast and I appreciate that. I couldn't find one. I appreciate one. your sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to give this a one out of five buzzers. I'm going to do the same. Wow. Copycat. Fucking have an original thought. One out of five. Yeah. I'm going to give it one out of five connections. Ooh. I don't know. I'm just going to give it one out of five buzzers. Okay. 
uh, yeah, Love Connection. You can't really watch it anywhere. You can, I think, you can find some of the Andy Cohen ones that are more watchable um, on like the Fox app, maybe. But again, that was still like three years ago, so I don't know. You can watch a bunch of these other episodes on YouTube if you have interest. I would maybe just like watch some funny highlight videos. Yeah, there's some funny highlight videos out there. Yeah. This is a highlight show. If you're show. interested, watch those. Don't watch a whole episode. Don't do it It'll to make yourself. you uncomfortable. We did it for you. For you. We, we sacrificed. Listen, we're titling this on YouTube. We watched Love Connection so you don't have to, so we can get some fucking clicks. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, this has been an episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast. Uh, check us out on you know social. Just listen or watch or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. And tell every single person you know. The only thing I ask, tell every single person you know. Right. And leave us a review listen. on the podcast listening. Because Steve Jobs pays attention to those. And that's how we get up on the right. list. Yeah. And he is a ghost. Halloween, spooky. Nice. And so is Motney. Uh, I am. <laughs> I am a ghost. When So what happens is the God from heaven sends your soul down. And if your soul gets blocked on the way down. Chicks you, will not kiss you. you <laughs> this is what I was saying to her. I told her my ghost story. and <laughs> she, I think she, that's, she didn't understand. She didn't want to kiss a ghost. And I get it. <laughs> Oh, what about, uh, what, what don't you lean in for a kiss? Um, fuck. Man, I really ruined this. No. Joke. I had a good one. Okay. Uh, and you, you lean into to her ear and you go, can I keep you? Can I keep you? Yeah. Because in the movie, Casper the Friendly Ghost starring Christina Ricci, when uh, Casper goes to her school dance with her, they're dancing, and he leans in and whispers in her ear, Can I keep you? <laughs> That's some John Wayne Gacy <laughs> shit right there. All right, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for coming to our, sh- our podcast, ep- or our game show. <laughs>